Jamal and Kim's Inner Circle Health Tribe, episode 32. The result of the of your life right now, who you are and how you're living, um, your beliefs about yourself, your beliefs about the world are a, di- a direct result of what you experienced in childhood. It's time to reverse the imbalances in your life as you take the first step on your own journey towards personal change. Welcome to Jamal and Kim's Inner Circle Health Tribe, educating, empowering, and inspiring individuals to live healthier. Now here are your hosts and your guides to natural living, Jamal and Kim. Welcome to Jamal and Kim's Inner Circle Health Tribe podcast, where each and every week we aim to educate, empower, and inspire you to live healthier. And I'm Kim, and I'm joined with Jamal. Greetings, everyone. And uh, Peace and blessings. Yes. And this week's episode features Rashida Gay, who um, is coming to us from Seattle, Washington. And uh, this episode was a powerful episode. Rashida Gay is a, a certified hypnotherapist. She's a, a certified NLP, Neuro Linguistic Programming. That's a tongue twister. Um, she's certified in that and EFT. And in our episode, she will uh, discuss what those talents and gifts are and how she's utilizing her skills to help people to heal from their childhood, from traumatic experiences, from negative experiences that she will uh, also share how we hold on to these past negative experiences as children and how they reflect and show up in our lives as adults today. Um, So it's a great interview. Yeah, definitely. Um, Pay close attention and uh, definitely listen to it more than once because a lot of, well, I'll say most adults, you know, we're spending a great part of our adulthood trying to, um, you know, fix a lot of the issues that we uh, developed as children, you know, to, to finally come into ourselves later on. So we'll definitely reveal in this show things that you can do to uh, rebalance yourself and to release those traumas as well as how we can you know discontinue that cycle that we create uh, with our children yes so if you feel like you're struggling in your health in your relationships in your career if you're not satisfied if you feel like you're not worthy or you just can't get through or over the hill or through an obstacle Tune into this podcast interview. It may open up some things to, to help you look at your life a little differently, look at your past differently, and and, te- and show you ways to unlock your true potential and live an authentic life. So tune in and uh, let's dive into the interview. Hi, Kim and Jamal here. And today we are joined by Rashida Gay. Rashida, how are you? I'm great. How are you guys doing? We're doing great. Good. Greetings. And uh, we want to say thank you for joining us. And uh, we look forward to sharing your amazing work and all that you're doing with our community. I look forward to, to doing so as well. Yeah, definitely. So before we dive in, um, I just want to share a little bit about Rashida and uh, some of the amazing work that she's doing. Rashida Gay is a Penn State graduate, registered clinical hypnotherapist, certified NLP life coach, and EFT practitioner. She is originally from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, but moved to the Seattle area almost two years ago. She has been able to build a life of love, passion, 
and purpose despite experiencing poverty, dysfunction, and sexual abuse as a child. Her purpose and mission is to help people all around the world release the limiting beliefs and emotional blocks that prevent them from achieving their dreams and goals. She specializes in inner child hypnosis work to help clients develop the self-love, self-confidence, and self-belief that is necessary to build a life that they love. She also incorporates action planning to help them make their dreams a reality. Her programs for clients consist of a six-week new beliefs program, a 10-week emotional eating weight loss program, a 12-week dream sculpting program, and a 24-week advanced dream sculpting program. All of her programs incorporate inner child work to set a solid foundation for achieving each client's goals. She also hosts a weekly Google Hangout with different topics designed to help people improve their lives. For more information about the inner child work and the various programs that she offers, schedule a free complimentary discovery session by visiting her website, www.mindshiftlife.com. Great work that you're doing over there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thank uh, you. I yeah, appreciate it. I, I really feel like it's my purpose. I really do. We we definitely know the feeling. And uh yeah. ha- happy to dive into these topics for today because uh these are a lot of the things, the the fundamental things to making shifts in people's lives that we don't normally talk about. Mm. So definitely look forward to that. And uh I see that you're from our neck of the woods here, right in the uh, <laughs> tri-state area, right. in a sense. Uh, how how was that shift going from the East Coast and then, you know, directly to the other extreme of uh, of the West Coast for the past few years? Sure. Uh, it's funny. Yeah, I actually love the West Coast. I came out to visit Seattle like 14, 15 years ago, mm-hmm. and I fell in love with it. I was like, I'm going to live here one day. And I didn't know how it was going to happen, but I just always had this belief that I would live here. It, I felt like called to this place almost. And the thing I love about West Coasters, and especially this area, is that people are very open-minded and they're very conscious as far as um, their health. Um, and as far as, um, you know, living a more active, healthy lifestyle. And I really believe that the people that you're around do influence you. And so um, they've definitely helped me to, to grow into, uh, into this new career that I have because people here, you know, everyone, you know, does yoga, everyone meditates. It's like, it's just the norm. It's not even a big deal. <laughs> so, wow. so it's been good for me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> how's, how's the weather treating you over there? That's the only thing now. I will say you have to get used to the rain all winter. Oh, but man. I'd rather have rain than snow. I was talking about East Coast. I, <laughs> you I can't got do that, that anymore. rain. You got that rain. <laughs> yeah. But but uh, speaking of of the difference, uh, one of the things that we notice is that in in the uh, uh, regions where there's a warmer climate, people seem to be more health conscious. Is that is that your experience uh, as far as uh, the health? Uh, world is yeah, I would agree. You know, I think it is too, to be honest with you. I think it is that people on the West Coast are really close to nature. Mm-hmm. Um, there's the most beautiful, you know, oceans and forests and just the, 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 the nature out here is just amazing. And I think when you're really connected to nature, it helps you to understand that, um, you know, this is where you should be getting your food from and you should be, you know, more closely connected to what you put in your body and, you know, and, and all those sort of things. So I think just the, the natural landscape helps people to, to be more health conscious. Right. Yeah. Makes sense. Makes sense. So yeah. 
So we have a lot of listeners that are just being introduced to you for the first time. So I want to take a moment to, you know, share your experience. Like, what is your personal journey to health and wellness and becoming the person who you are? Who is Rashida Gay? Sure. Um, that's, a, that's a long story. I'll try to condense it. <laughs> um, you know, I'm originally from Philadelphia. I grew up in the inner city, in the ghetto. Um, I grew up, you know, with um, family struggles as far as um, my parents divorcing. Um, growing up, um, my mom wasn't always with me um, when I was younger. My father, I lived with my father for most of my life. Um, and, you know, we were very poor. Um, there was a lot of dysfunction in my family. Um, I didn't always have the best examples as far as um, health, <laughs> as far as um, making, you know, smart choices. Um, but, uh, and also too, I was a victim of childhood sexual abuse. Um, and so all of those things combined really affected my sense of self-esteem, my sense of self-worth, um, you know, how I viewed myself in the world. And, um, I was able to, um, you know, go to college and I really believe, I really thought that if I just went to college and I got a good job and I got maybe decent money, then like all my troubles would be, you know, solved. Like we all think, you know, yeah. um, it's just this utopia. Once you get a college degree and everything's <laughs> going to be perfect. Right. And, um, I was, I was in for a rude awakening. I moved to Atlanta and I was living in Atlanta and I was, you know, making good money and I had, you know, just bought my first home and, you know, life looked all hunky dory from the outside. Um, and I remember, and this is kind of my breakthrough point. I remember, I was uh, preparing to go out one night with some girlfriends and I was standing looking in the bathroom mirror and really looking at myself in the mirror. And for the first time in my life, I saw emotional pain in the mirror. I saw it inside of myself. And I realized then that I wasn't happy. I realized I was hurting. Um, and I realized that there was another way for me to be living where I could actually really be happy, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. not just based upon material things or, you know, having the status, which still didn't give me happiness. And that kind of started my journey inward, uh, my journey inward to heal, just to find folks who could help me heal, um, to start to build a life that was authentic um, to my own gifts and talents and characteristics. So it's been it's been a long journey. It's been a long journey, but it's been it's been really good. Yeah. You know, we we say this all the time. Our uh, greatest healers are the ones that have went through the trauma and the experience and they transform themselves so they're living testaments and that passion comes through when they help others and uh it it obviously seems like we we have that situation again so yeah i agree i mean i i I think the reason why i'm doing this work with people is because i've experienced what they have experienced i can relate to their struggle and i know what it takes um to do healing work so i would agree absolutely yeah now from your perspective uh, what do you feel like the state of health is in the United States currently? Oh, my God. <laughs> it's, it's horrible. <laughs> I mean, I, what is it, like 30% of Americans are obese? Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's just, it's really crazy how we eat our diet, our lifestyle. You know, this fast, fast rush, rush. You know, everyone's working. Mom and dad are both working. You know, you come home, you're tired. You just want to feed your kids something quick. I mean, the whole hectic pace of our life is affecting our health. Um, that's a part of it. The second part of it is a lot of um, people who are eating foods that are unhealthy, um, number one, don't have access sometimes to healthy foods, especially in inner city communities. Um, number two, a lot of us are eating emotional eaters. So we have this pain and this hurt from our past that we haven't really healed from, and we're turning to food a lot of the times to 
soothed to soothe ourselves. So there's there's different components to it, but I mean the state of it is just really sad. Yeah. Yeah, you know, um we get caught up in this cycle of just going through the motions. We were just talking about this in the previous previous show. You just get caught up in the rat race, you know, pretty much just work uh, you know, uh, sleep, work, sleep, um, and and, and uh, that's pretty much it. And then our, we're in autopilot with our eating and everything. And a lot of times, mm-hmm. people don't break through to to reach their their fullest potential of of who they could be and the impact that they can have on the world. What do you feel um, is the uh, the cause of all of these uh, self limiting beliefs? Yeah, I, I would agree. Um, I think um, the cause, I think the the the, um, the root of the cause is really um, back to childhood mm-hmm. because, you know, um, you are subconsciously programmed based upon all of your childhood experiences. Everything you saw, everything you felt, heard, ex- tasted, smelled, experienced have formed um, your identity, have formed how you see yourself in the world. And so if you had experiences that weren't always positive, if, you know, everything affects, affects us, you know, divorce, um, you know, verbal abuse, physical abuse, sexual abuse, um, teachers, you know, not um, validating you. I mean, every, just if you just think back to all of your childhood experiences, and I help people to do this work, they uncover the reasons why they, they're not living to their full potential. And it's all from childhood. Everything is. Right. So, right. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. A, and a lot yeah. of people aren't even thinking on that level to go back so far. Um, I know in our office, a lot of times when we sit down with clients and we begin to look at some of their self-limiting beliefs um, and just the blockages that they have, it, it does uh, root from um, traumas that happened previously in their life. And a lot of it is coming from from childhood. And uh, I know that you get into some very unique practices to helping people to uh, to break through. I know you do uh, hypnotism as well as uh, NLP. And, uh, you know, we haven't had the opportunity to dive into these two particular topics as far as um, our listeners are concerned. And I know like hypnotism, when people think about hypnotism, they think about going to a show and they think about seeing, uh, you know, someone tell someone to cluck like a chicken and, and right. to bark like a dog and, <laughs> and, and jump around stage and do crazy or stuff. Someone, yeah, someone controlling them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Con- yeah, controlling them and making them do evil things. You know, it's just it's developed this kind of um, weird uh, energy around it. But uh, we know as practitioners that it's a powerful healing tool. Can you can you talk to us about hypnotism a bit and just kind of sure, give people a better understanding? Okay. Sure. I, I would I have to um add to what you're saying it's the truth because people do come to me with a lot of questions that you know, they've been to those kind of side shows and stage shows and they've seen all this these kind of weird things happen and they think I'm going to control their minds and, and that's not what um I'm a hypnotherapist, so I use um um hypnotism as a part of the, the, the therapy practice. And what it really is about is um, when you are in a very relaxed state of consciousness, which is what I do, I help people just to relax their bodies and their minds, you are directly connected to your subconscious mind. And your subconscious mind is where all of your limiting beliefs, all of your memories, your emotions, all of those things are stored there. So we're tapping into the parts of you um, where you, that are limiting you. And so 
what I particularly do with um, hypnotherapy is I reconnect people to the children inside of them because these these inner children were created as a result of um, trauma, as a result of feeling unworthy or unloved. And so I'm, I'm connecting them to these children inside of them, which are really the feelings that they have. Those feelings were created in childhood. And I'm helping them to give those children a different experience. So to make those children feel loved and worthy and supported and safe. Uh, one of the things that people who have experienced trauma um, report is that they don't feel safe in their own lives. They don't trust themselves. They don't trust other people. And so I'm helping them to um, develop this sense of trust and safety and support that it's crucial for you to be a whole healthy human being. Um, also, I use an NLP technique called timelining where I'm timelining people back to the specific memory or event that caused them to feel unworthy or unloved or unsafe. And a lot of times people say to me, well, I don't remember, you know, what happened when I was, you know, four or five or six. I blocked a lot of that stuff out, which is a protection sort of thing. Um, but you'd be surprised. I've had folks in hypnotherapy and I've had them, you know, when they're under, when they come back and say to me, oh my God, I had a memory when I was like two and a half of something that my mother said to me. I had this one client where, um, her mother said to her, um, she fell on the street or something and she ripped her tights and her mother like called her stupid and said, you know, how could you do that? Like, how could you rip your tights? And that one experience, that was the root cause of her feeling that she was, you know, unintelligent and that she couldn't achieve certain things in her life. So, Mm -hmm. um, so it's, it's powerful. This work, I mean, I've, you know, when I first started, I was like, I wonder if I could really do this. And just from the clients I've worked with um, and helped them to shift and change and transform themselves, I understand the power of hypnotherapy and NLP. It's really powerful. Yeah, definitely. And uh, I'm just glad that you're bringing it up from a therapy perspective so people can really understand that uh, this is a very usable uh, system. You know, they can go to therapists such as yourself and they can get this help. I, I know um, in, in my past, uh, we worked, we did a workshop and we were doing some uh, NL, NLP. And um, sometimes when you when you do that kind of, when you go back throughout your, uh, your, your timeline, things are revealed that you didn't even realize um, at all affected you. But it effectively brings things up and brings things to your attention that you can actually deal with. And I know that it has uh, definitely helped me. Um, and in regards to NLP, uh, I know at least people have heard of hypnotism in, in some way or another, whether it's negative or positive. Most people haven't heard of NLP at all. Can you uh, talk about that a little bit as well? Sure. Um, NLP stands for Neuro Linguistic Programming, and there's different techniques um, within it that basically help people to shift their perspective or shift their thinking or shift how they see themselves or see the world. So um, there's just a whole bunch of techniques within it um, to help people just to change the way they think. Yeah. Nice. And, and as, yeah. as far as like, um, like childhood blockages are concerned, like, um, so we know the, um, the power of uh, hypnotism, like how do you use the, the NLLP to um, begin to help people to get past these blockages? Sure. Um, with NLP, like I said, the, the one technique that I really um, use a lot because it's really effective is timelining. And so what that means is 
um, you know, I normally will, um, if I'm with them physically, because I have clients I see here locally, and then I have clients I see virtually all around the world. And so clients who are here in my, in my space with me, I will have them do a physical exercise where they're literally walking backwards in time. Um, and I, and I will prompt them to remember a specific time, the first time in their life where, for instance, if a client feels, um, if a client feels unworthy for a dream they have or a goal they have. So I'll have them go back to the first time in their life where they felt unworthy and just walking them backward, physically walking them backward when they're in a relaxed body, because, you know, you want to relax, um, your clients first, mm-hmm. but when they're in a relaxed body will conjure up the memory of them feeling that feeling of the first time they felt unworthy. For my clients who are virtual, um, I will put them in a state of hypnosis and then have them fly above their timeline and go backwards in time. And both of those, both of those methods are very effective. People say to me, well, I don't think I can remember, you know, the age of two or three. I've had clients say to me they were in the womb mm-hmm. and they overheard a conversation with their parents yeah. where they felt unlike un- that, but they like their parents didn't really want them wow. or that it would be a struggle, right? It would be a struggle to have another child. So these techniques are very, very effective. So let me ask you a question. As far as um, different challenges and, and blockages that, that uh, people walk around with, um, what, what are some of the common things that people experience that they might not be aware that is coming from some type of childhood trauma that's affecting them as an adult? Like, what are some of the things that, uh, common things that you see with people? Because they, um, people might not even identify or know, uh, that they're having this, these self limits because of that. I would say for me, the most common, um, limiting beliefs that I find with people are, this feeling of being unworthy for their dreams and their goals. Mm-hmm. You know, they, we are born with, you know, certain dreams and goals, things that we want to do in our lives. And I find a lot of people um, just don't feel that they are worthy, that they don't deserve certain things. Or um, some people think that um, they are unlovable, right? Or um, that they deserve to be mistreated because they've been mistreated you know, as children. So, you know, what you learn as a child is what you think is just, this just norm. It's just the norm. Right. And if you weren't made to feel that you were worthy and that you were lovable and that you could accomplish all these great things, then as an adult, you don't believe it. And that's what, that's, that's the work that I do with people. Right. And, and speaking of unworthiness, like we see that in so many different forms, yes. you know, it, it shows up as far as relationships, not being able to, to, to find that uh, true love that that you're looking for, we we see it in uh, just uh, fight financial wise. You know where people think that uh, you know they just can't make a certain amount of money, so they they never shoot for it. And then we mm-hmm. we also see it in uh, in just you know businesses and creative ideas and entrepreneurialism. Like we see that. In so many different areas. So, you know, that kind of, uh, you know, not feeling worthy, it shows up in, in so many ways. And, and like, how, mm-hmm. how does that how do you see that affecting uh, people? Do you see it affecting them uh, physically sometimes? Yes, even the food choices, like you guys are really big as far as um, helping people to develop healthier lifestyles. And I think that when you begin to really, really value your body, 
um, and believe your body is worthy of, you know, nutritious, healthy foods, then that, that shifts how you even eat. Because I can speak from my personal experience that um, I've been kind of on this holistic, healthy eating journey um, as of recent because I began to really understand that I begin to value my body and, and, and feel worthy about, you know, my body and what goes inside of my body and, and think twice before I eat something. And I think, how is this going to affect my cells? My cells are worthy, right? They deserve to have, you know, life-giving energy put inside of them. So I think you're right. It affects every area. It affects business, love, how you eat, um, how you treat people, how mm-hmm. you treat yourself. So, yeah, it, it crosses all whole lines in life. It really does. Now, now, um, so when a person is able to, to go back and have this realization like, wow, uh, I, I see why I have this pattern of behavior now in my life because of things that I went through in my childhood uh, so, okay, so those things are revealed to them, but then what? Once once it's revealed and they have that aha, like this is the reason why, you know, how how do you help them to have that breakthrough to, to fix it? Because it's in the past. How, how do they fix what has happened to them in the past? Great question. Um, the way your mind works is your mind, when your mind sees images, you know, it can't tell if this is really in the present or the past or the future, what's happening. So one thing that I do, the first thing is awareness. So we give them awareness. So awareness is one of the strongest um, ways to change things in your life, right? The awareness of what's in the way. But then number two, what I do with timelining is I literally, in the, I tell them, you know, you're, you're, you're in your adult body right now, but I make them go into their, their child body and then help first feel everything that child felt. Like the child inside of you, what was the child feeling in that memory? Unworthy, unloved, you know, abandoned. What was was the child feeling? And then I have them come out of their body and then I have them remember times in their life where they felt loved and they felt safe and they felt secure and they take the energy, the emotions from the times that they felt loved and worthy and secure and give those positive emotions, go back inside your child's body and give those positive emotions to the child So now the child has new resources, right? New ways of thinking and feeling about themselves. And then I have them also, after they've um, transformed the child inside of them, I have them go into the bodies of the people who made them feel unworthy because those people were feeling unworthy too, right? right? Whether it was parents or teachers, they were feeling unworthy and that's why they made you feel that way. And then they go inside those people's bodies and give them all these positive resources and emotions And then at the end of the memory, I have the person that was, you know, the adult that was hurting them um, apologize, um, tell them that they're worthy and they're loved and they're valuable. And you would be surprised, you know, because in their mind, their mind is re-imprinting this memory and thinking, oh, this is a different experience than what I experienced, you know, when I was five or six. Mm -hmm. And that one thing shifts their perspective, shifts how they feel about themselves, themselves. Um, I've done this work and it, it totally transformed my life. Mm-hmm. Seriously. Right. I see why they call it timelining. Yeah. Because be, when you shift the, the earlier part in the timeline, it, it shifts everything down to the present day. Right. Yeah. Right. And then what I do too is I have them. So from the, the, the root cause of the reasons why they may be feeling unworthy, once they have um, re-imprinted that memory, I have them walk along the timeline and I say, you're going to stop at any place 
where you think the child and you, whether the child was 10, 11, 12, 13, would have needed all these positive emotions to have created a better experience. And so then they stop. And when they're feeling, oh, wait, there, there was a time of memory where I felt unworthy, they'll go into that child's body and give that child all these new positive resources. And they'll continue up along that timeline until the present moment in time where they feel like they've healed all of those children from those negative experiences. It's really powerful. Wow, that's empowering. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Is. Yeah. So um, from your experience, um, when you do this, what type of impact do you see happening in your, your clients' lives and people's lives that go through this process? What, what do you see? What, what I'm seeing is that they are developing a healthy self-love. They're setting boundaries. Um, they're developing self-respect, confidence, and belief because those are the foundations of what you need to achieve any goal. If you don't love yourself, if you don't believe in yourself, if you don't have confidence, right, if you don't respect yourself, then you can't, you, it's just impossible to get to the other side, right? Man. And so once, once I help them lay this kind of really solid foundation of self-love, self-confidence, and self-belief, then we start doing action planning to put together a really specific plan with all the steps that they need to achieve whatever their particular goal is, whether it's to lose weight or to start a business or to get married, whatever their goal is. So really I'm laying the foundation with them first before you start action planning because a lot of people are doing it backwards. They're trying to achieve certain goals, right? But they don't have the foundation set of self-love, self-belief, self-confidence. Right. So yeah, it's, it's amazing. It's amazing. I've seen people, uh, my clients tell me, number one, they tell me that they're different people and I see it in them. And number two, their businesses are growing or they're achieving these like lifelong dreams they've had. Um, they're finding um, relationships, healthy relationships where they were never able to, right? Because, because what happens is as you change what's going on inside of you, then your reality changes. Right. Yes. So... And when a person goes on this journey with you um, or just in general, how how long does it take before you begin to, to see that transformation? Like you go through this timeline with them. Um, is it do you have to go through the timeline a couple of times? Do you have to go through it to find different aspects to, to work on? Is it a shift immediately? Like how long is that process of transformation when people go back and work on their, their childhood? It depends. My goal is um, before I timeline them, I do, I put them in hypnosis to remember um, three specific memories related to whatever the problem is. So people come to me with different issues, right? It could be a self-love issue. It could be worthiness. It could be um, confidence. It could it, whatever their issue is, right? So I'm specifically taking them back to remember three specific times um, in their life, the earliest times where they felt, say, this person um, lacks confidence. So where they felt you know, that they didn't have confidence or someone stole their confidence or took their confidence. And so what usually happens is they'll remember two of the three um, and I'll take the two earliest memories and I'll timeline them in two separate sessions into the two earliest memories. So once we've done those two sessions, normally um, they're still working with me, right? Because they're, we're creating a life plan for them, a life goal. Um, And as we're doing um, more of this work, other things come up, right? Resistance comes up. Um, that they didn't realize about a specific goal that they had. So 
it just depends. Like for certain people, um, you know, 12 weeks of working with me is enough. Certain people, you know, uh, 24 weeks is enough. Mm -hmm. Certain people, six weeks is enough. I have different programs um, depending on what outcomes they want. And so there's not really any formula for it's going to take this amount of time, but I'm going to give them all the tools and resources they need. So even when we stop working together, they know how to, to create and continue to create more in their lives because they've worked with me long enough that they have developed a good foundation. They've developed a plan and then they have um, more tools like EFT um, so that when resistance comes up, they know how to counter it. They know how to release it from their bodies. Does that make sense? Yeah, yes. it, ma- it makes yes. perfect okay. sense. Okay. Um, okay. And, and valuable, okay. very valuable. Mm-hmm. Um, one, one question is like, how, like, how does a person know that, that they need your particular services? So many different things out there uh, for people to choose from. Like, how do they know when um, they need to seek your services? And then also, um, what's your, your normal process of, of uh, working with people? How do you take them through uh, your system? Okay. Um, people that come to me normally are people who um, have had things happen to them in childhood that they are, number one, aware of. Um, and these things have caused them to um, not be able to create the lives that they love, right? So that, that's one sort of person. Um, other people who come to me are people who are like entrepreneurs and they know that there are blocks within them that are preventing them from growing their businesses, right? They want to grow their businesses, but some of them have visibility issues, right? right? If you have a visibility issue, how can you reach out to the people who are going to, you know, that you're going to serve? And so they know that these visibility issues were created a long time ago as everything is, right? You didn't just wake up one day and say, I'm afraid for people to see me, right, right. or to hear my message, right? right. So, 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 so there's different kind of people who come to me. Some people come to me because um, they are they have a very specific goal and they haven't been able to meet it yet. Whether it's it's to get married, whether it's to um, have a business that's thriving and growing, whether it's to um, be a better parent, whatever their goal is. Um, what I find with all people. And the reason why all people can use my services is that all people have been affected by childhood. And it doesn't have to be traumatic, right? right. It, could be, it could have been um, your teacher not validating you in class. It could have been a bully at school. You know, it could have been your parents' divorce. It could have been your parents not being emotionally affe- affectionate. You know, it, everyone has been affected by childhood and and the result of the of your life right now who you are and how you're living um your beliefs about yourself your beliefs about the world are a direct result of what you experienced in childhood so if you're feeling stuck in your life if you're feeling like i'm not where i want to be i'm not making the kind of money i want to make i'm not you know in a sort of relationship i want to be in um i'm not living where i want to live if you're feeling stuck and you're not sure how to get from point A to point B, then all of my programs are designed to help people to really move forward in their lives. So when they, when they meet with you, do you do, do like an assessment or something like that? And then. Yes. 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 Um, We do. I do offer everyone a complimentary discovery session and in the discovery session, I'm talking with them about their goals. 
I'm talking with them about what their childhood was like. I'm talking with them about, um, you know, things that they've done, why they've not been able to achieve their goals in the past. I'm learning all about the way they think. I'm learning about the way they feel about themselves in the world. And those things will help me to um, really offer them the program that I think would work best for their needs. Right. You know what I'm I'm thinking, I'm sitting here listening to you and I'm thinking about it. And, you know, when we do our assessment at the center, because we also do um, bioelectric feedback and uh, we go back into people's past as well and we look at things and it is it even the physical illnesses that uh, that people have are stemming back from some type of emotional uh, trauma and blockages that happen throughout their life, especially from uh, from childhood. Right. So now. As uh, you know, as we come into this consciousness and we have these um, have our children um, and just being mindful of how they interpret the world and, and just the, the experiences that that they have. So as as holistic parents and, uh, you know, parents out there that are trying to to do better and be better for their children. Um, when a child experiences these different traumas and they go through these different things, how can they be helped at a, at childhood so that it doesn't get carried into into their adulthood lives to affect their um you know their their adulthood lives negatively? Like what what what's done for the child? That's a great question because you know it's funny because I have two little ones. I have a three year old and a six year old, mm-hmm. and I'm so like super hyper aware now yeah, of right. the effect of childhood. So even like I tell parents this all the time, like when your kid gets home from school, you need to sit down and have a conversation with your child. You want to see how has your child been affected at school? You know, has someone put them down or made them feel less than or inferior or made them feel they're less intelligent or said something mean to them, right? Because you're the most important influence in your child's life. So talk to your children, find out what's going on in their heads, right? If they're acting out, acting out is, is really about feelings about them feeling certain ways about themselves so start asking them and then just reaffirm what you want them to believe about themselves so i'm always telling my kids like you're powerful you're amazing i even whisper in their ears at night sometimes like after i read to them and they're in bed i'll whisper in their ears like you're powerful you're amazing right you can do anything you're programming that subconscious mind (laughs) that's right i'm programming my children and guess what the world is programming our children so we have to program them right yes we have to counteract that programming and that's what you need to be aware of as a parent counteract any programming that your child will encounter when they're out in the world right yeah i think that's so powerful um and great uh great advice um just communication sitting down with your child when they get home every day um is is the best thing you could do our our daughter's six now and uh, we we do the same thing we sit down we talk with her we we make these suggestions about how great that that she is and you could see uh, you know, when you constantly do that, how they walk with a different level of uh, of confidence and uh, getting on top of things in, in real time uh, when you notice uh, that, you know, something is off that could be affecting them uh, mentally and emotionally. So I think that I think is great advice. Now, let's mm-hmm. let's say if something happens, let's say if there is uh, something very traumatic that uh, that happens to a child um then then you know how how do you work through something like that 
when you, you know, when a parent sits down, they talk to their child and they discover that something did happen traumatic. Like how, how does a parent work through that to, to bring their child back into um, a centered state? Expression. This is the thing. Like you have to allow your children to express themselves. Mm -hmm. You have to give them a space, right? Where they feel comfortable to come to mom and dad and tell mom and dad anything. Right. And, and you build that space by, like you said, by you talk to your child every day. Mm -hmm. So your child is just, this is very normal for her. She's used to coming to mom and dad every day to talk about her day, what's going on in her day. But if you haven't really created that space for them to express themselves, because you're telling them, I don't want to hear what you have to say or what you have to say isn't important or, you know, you're just being emotional because a lot of parents will do that. You know, you're crying for no reason. Like if you're not building that space where they feel comfortable to come to you and talk because just expression, releasing things from your body is, is healing, right? Right. Just getting it out of your body and allow your children, give them a space where they feel fully expressed every single day. Right. And, and, and uh, what, you, what you're saying also um, that I want to point out, it requires the, the parent to be emotionally centered as well right. and, to, and to, to be able to sit calmly and to, you know, be open to whatever their child has to say, because a lot of times parents, you know, just emo being, you know, not necessarily emotionally centered, they get their first expression of emotion is um, anger. So they, right. get, they get angry and then that, mm -hmm. that makes the child afraid to, uh, to share. So, uh, you know, and they'll lie and they start to right, lie to you because right. they, they feel that I can't tell mom and dad everything. Yeah. So it's important mm -hmm. to, to move from that, uh, that emotionally centered place so that we can stay open to receive that information that we're getting uh, from from my children. I think. Thank yes, you. I would agree. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for uh, for, for addressing that, because because it's huge. It's huge. We, we You know, right now, as practitioners, you know, um, you know, Kim and I, as well as yourself, a lot of times, you know, we're working from the back end. We're helping uh, people to reverse and rebalance themselves now, but um, to create a society where, you know, we're able to raise um, children balanced uh, from from the very beginning, I think is is uh, powerful. So it's important to point that out to just, you know, as we begin to heal ourselves, now we can go back and we can uh, work with our children so that these things don't don't happen to them. Yes, I would agree. I think um, hurt parents hurt children, right. you know, and I think um, if you're not, you know, healed and healthy and whole, then you don't have the resources to be able to, you know, to do that with your children. So, I think, um, you know, just working on yourself is so important um, as, you know, as a parent. I'm, can, I'm always working on myself. I feel like it's a never-ending journey, you know, right. <laughs> to get better, you know. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. 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 And, and that's how we have to see it. It's a journey. It's a constant journey that we're always on to be better and for self-improvement. And you know how it is in our society. We get to a certain age and we feel like that's it. We've, we've made it. We're done. And, and they just mm. either maintain and sometimes regress, unfortunately. So uh, that mentality mm -hmm. to continue to grow is, is so important. And it's a message that, uh, you know, we, we try to send out with every show that, you know, we can always get better and always improve as we um, educate and um, get inspired. Um, yes. So like with your with your um, 
clients, I know you do a lot of exercises energetically, emotionally. Um, do you do any uh, herbs or essential oils or f- essences or anything like that with them? Good question. You know, what's funny is like as I've been studying more healing modalities, I've, I've started to use essential oils in my practice. So for my folks who are local, I've been diffusing essential oils. And I, I've, I got like this guidebook where I'm reading all about which essential oils are kind of like stimulate which, you know, areas in the body. And um, I've, I've been using Young Living essential oils. They have some specific ones for inner child work, yes. for anger, for forgiveness, um, you know, for acceptance, um, for emotional healing. And I've been using those in my practice. And then I've been getting really into crystals. I've been studying crystals and understanding more about their energy and how their energy affects the body. And I've been using them just like for myself. And just last week uh, with my first client, I used some crystals um, on her body um, while I had her in hypnosis, and it was a really powerful experience for her. So there's so many different modalities, and I think as practitioners, we're always looking for, you know, more ways to really help our clients. Right. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad that you, uh, you know, brought that up. Crystals. We haven't gotten into crystals yet. I actually want to do um, a whole show on on the uh the the power of uh crystals but um just you know just really quickly can you just um just explain you know like crystal work and and why um it is so powerful right so crystals are just from the earth right so they're they're natural energy sources from the earth people think i think people when they hear crystals they think oh my god this is like really hippie woo stuff <laughs> but it's not i mean people say that to me they think i'm yeah. like the, the, the craziest thing right right but you know, these are these are all things that come from the earth. Plants, right? Essential oils are just from plants and flowers, right? Um, crystals are from the earth. So, you know, if you believe in a higher power, God, spirit, whatever you choose to call that higher power, um, it would make perfect sense that that higher power would have given us all these different tools in the earth for us to heal our bodies, right. to heal our minds, right? That makes sense, right? Absolutely. So, so when people tell me, oh, you're so woo, I'm like, actually, no, I'm not. I make perfect common sense, yeah. right? Why would we not? If we've been given everything that we need to breathe every day, right, to digest our food, right, to live, to walk, why wouldn't we have been given the things in the earth to heal our minds and our bodies? Right. So, yeah. yeah. So crystals are really, they're just energy. They're just pure energy from the earth. And certain crystals, um, and you can even go, I just bought a crystal book, but certain crystals um, are really effective for treating certain diseases and certain ailments in certain parts of the body, right? And from what I understand, um, and my, my understanding is limited, but from what I understand, the color of the crystal um, resonates with your sh- the the color chakra. So there's absolutely. Are you guys right. familiar with chakras? Absolutely. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we're energy. So there's energy pulsing through our body, and there's energy centers, which are called chakras, and they're different colors. And so certain crystals um, resonate with those certain colored chakras. We had a, a sister a couple of weeks ago, uh, Kajara. Um, she uh, spoke about chakras, and then we had uh, Brother Wayne Chandler. Uh, on the show um, maybe two months ago and got into this whole talk about uh, energy. So uh, just really powerful things. And now you're bringing into 
uh, crystals into play as far as uh, using crystals for for energy. And, you know, a lot of people do look at it like, oh, it's it's spooky or, you know, what are you doing? Is that uh, witchcraft? But the the thing (laughs) the thing is, is it's really exposure. It's it's being exposed to the other pieces of health, the other pieces of the puzzle of health that um, that has been eluding us. And and now we're just mm-hmm. being exposed to these things. Like you said, it's earth element. So, you know, just right. to simply walk outside barefooted and have your feet in the soil um, is healing itself because you're, mm. yeah, you're recalibrating your body with the earth's energy. So that that's all mm. stones are. It's just it's earth. <laughs> it's, it's right. It's, exactly. It's, it's the earth's vibration. And, uh, yeah. you know, as we talk about energies and the importance of that. Uh, people, um, you know, will just begin to open up to it. That's all it is. It's just exposure. And that's why we, uh, you know, we do these types of shows to expose people to so many things. And we really appreciate you bringing that up and exposing people, uh, you know, for the first time on our show talking about like true crystal work. So, you know, thank you for that. No, no problem. I, you know, I'm always very open-minded to healing, different healing methods. And, you know, if things make sense, I'll use them. That makes sense to me. I mean, I'm, I'm from the earth. We're all from the earth. Like, right. We have the energy of the earth in our bodies, of the, the, the energy of the universe in our bodies. So, of course, we should use natural healing methods from the earth. Like, Duh. <laughs> that makes sense, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> it, it's so it, it's so simple, but it's just something that the average person doesn't think about. You know, it's right. more, it's more nat it's more natural in our society to take a medical drug to you know for a natural body as it is to you know have medicinal food or a plant or something like that. So it's like we have to right. we have to reeducate, rewire, and unlearn a lot of things and right. just get exposed to uh to so many things. So uh so let me ask you a question. Um what what type of advice would you give to a person that is um beginning uh, their health journey and they're coming t- into these new levels of understanding? The first thing I would say to people is to start monitoring their thoughts. Right? Yeah. Um I th- I think a lot of people don't really understand that your thoughts create your feelings right, your emotions. So literally the thoughts that you have release chemicals into your body and those chemicals are your emotions. That's why you feel certain ways, right? So if, you know, whether or not you decide to use a practitioner or not, something you can do for free, you can start to do for free, is to start to monitor your thoughts and start to challenge the thoughts that are not positive about yourself, that are not productive, that are not moving you in a, in a positive direction. Challenge those thoughts and understand where do these thoughts come from? Why am I not feeling good about myself? Why am I not loving myself? What's going on, right? Um, one thing that I did to start me on my journey, my health journey, um, and my journey of living authentically and living on purpose was I started a meditation practice. Mm-hmm. Nice. Because that's, that changed my life because I needed to understand and hear the thoughts that were going on in my head. And how are these thoughts affecting my life? And meditation helped me to gain power over my thoughts and to realize that I'm not really my thoughts. These thoughts, right, that were limiting, that were um, negative, had come from another place, right, from someone else's voice right. or um, from an experience. But don't, that's not me. And I could separate those negative thoughts from my own self, right? My true self, my higher self, 
and then I can start to change my life. So I tell my clients all the time, they, they are sick of me saying this, but it's the truth. I force them almost to start a daily meditation practice. Yes. Um, because even, and in, in, there's scientific research to prove this, that meditation creates new neural pathways in your brain. So every thought that you ever have goes, travels down a, a neural pathway. So there's one neuron connecting to one neuron, and that is a neural pathway. So every thought that you think is going down a certain neural pathway. And for all of your life, you've been thinking the same way, right? So those thoughts have been going down the same pathway, pathways. And meditation literally is creating new pathways, which is creating new ways of thinking and new ways of feeling about yourself in the world. And if you can just do that one thing every day, you will see amazing shifts in your life. So that's that's my advice. <laughs> yeah, and, and powerful advice. Very it is. powerful. You yes. know, <laughs> we we both think that uh, meditation is one of the greatest gifts you could ever give to yourself, um, as far as your, your your development and who you are in life. So, um, yeah, definitely appreciate that that wisdom that people can use. Now, um, can you share with us, like? everything that you got going on uh, out there right now and, and um, so that people can, uh, you know, utilize the, the, the service services and, and things and workshops and all of these things that you have available out there? Sure. Um, I, right now, I'm actually going to be speaking, um, not this weekend, next weekend, March 6th, at a local organization's um, event. Um, the organization is called Healing Hearts. For, uh, from childhood, childhood abuse, and I will be presenting um, a, a, a topic of speech about how you can heal from any past childhood trauma to still create a life that you love and a life that um, is authentic and that feels great. Um, so I'm going to be doing a speech on that Sunday, and then I'm going to be doing a, a writing workshop with them the following Sunday, which would be like March 13th. Um, and then also I will be um, at another local um, um, expo called Seattle Naturals. It's specifically designed for women who wear natural hair, and I will be speaking there and leading um, a hypnosis session there. Um, if you guys would like to reach out to me to learn more about um, events I do, oh, I do a weekly Google Hangout every week um, where I talk about different topics to help folks improve their lives. Um, all of my events, all my topics that I cover, all that kind of stuff is available on my website which is www.mindshiftlife.com. Um, I have a Facebook group. You can join my Facebook group, which is also Mind Shift Life. And I, I keep people really um, connected to what I'm doing. Um, I post every day. I post inspirational messages, um, you know, because I really do want to help people, um, whether they're clients or not. I want to help people to live authentic, happy, uh, emotionally well, um, abundant, purpose-driven lives. So, yeah, so that's how you reach out to me. Also, too, if you want to send me an email, my email address is mindshiftlife at gmail.com. Great. Thank you. And also, uh, you're doing uh, free consultations? Yes, I do offer everyone, everyone, and I work with folks all around the world. 
Um, I also offer everyone the chance to do a complimentary discovery session. It's a 60-minute discovery session. Um, we will talk. We will, I will learn a lot about you, how I can help you, what's in your way, what's stopping you. Um, and then I will be able to offer you services that would um, be specifically designed to help you to achieve whatever your dreams and goals are. So, that yeah. is, That's great. Yeah, great. Yeah. So people can take advantage of, of that, definitely. Yeah. Um, to get on yeah. their way. And and let me ask you a question. Um, if there was one thing uh, that a person can do, if it was only one thing, that's, that's it, that can have the most impact on on their life as far as uh, their holistic journey is concerned, for you, what would that be? Having compassion for yourself. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people are not where they want to be in life and they beat themselves up about it. And they don't realize that um, where they are is a result of what they experienced in childhood, right? right? So having compassion, saying to yourself every day, I have compassion for myself. I love myself. I accept myself. Saying powerful words to yourself, listening to your thoughts. When you hear thoughts that say, no, you're not, because you're going to hear that resistance, challenging it. No, this is my new belief putting your beliefs up, you know, putting them up on a fridge or on the mirror. Um, I tell my clients to, on their bathroom mirrors, um, to write the words, I am more than enough. Yes. Start to create new beliefs about who you are in, in your life. Start to create new beliefs. Don't allow, you know, those negative thought patterns to just, you know, fester and you don't challenge them because they've been blocking you from living a life that, you love and you deserve you deserve it we all deserve happiness we do so yeah yeah thank you so much we really appreciate having you on the show really enjoyed the discussion and exposing our clients to uh some new some new concepts and uh you know and you imparting your wisdom with us today Definitely. I, I appreciate being here. Thank you so much for this opportunity. You guys keep doing this important work that you guys are doing because it's so needed. <laughs> Thank you. And um, do you have any, any parting words for our listeners? I want people to understand, like, how powerful they are. Like, I, when I really, really realized how powerful I was, then I could create a life that I deserve. So just understanding, I don't care what's going on in your life right now. Um, you are powerful. You have power, right? It's inside of you. You got to go inside of yourself to find it, to discover it, to see it clearly. Right. And then you can use it. You can use it to do anything. Right. Yeah. If, uh, if we realize that true power that we had, we wouldn't think so small. Everyone would think a lot bigger. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Appreciate you, sis. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I appreciate you guys. Thank you so much, guys. Yes, and before we go, for all the information in today's episode, all of Rashida's uh, contact information, her Facebook group, the, all the work that she's doing, just go to jkhealthtribe.com and type Rashida Gay in the search box and you'll access those show notes and all the information. So Rashida, thanks again for joining us for the empowering work that you're doing, the life-changing work that you're doing. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. Yes. Thank you so much, guys. Have a great day. You, you too. too. Peace and blessings. Peace and blessings to you too. Bye. 
So that is the conclusion of our interview with Rashida Gay. Hopefully you enjoyed the episode, but most importantly, you receive value from it. And once again, to access the show notes pages from this episode, just go to jkhealthtribe.com and in the search box type Rashida Gay and Gay is spelled G-A-Y-E and you can access that show notes page and get all the information that we discussed in this podcast. And before we go, we just want to let you know that we teamed up with Audible Books so you can download one free Audible book and try their service free for 30 days. And if you are not interested, you can cancel your service and still keep your Audible book. So just go to jkhealthtribe.com forward slash books. That's jkhealthtribe.com forward slash books and download your free Audible book today. Okay, and until next time, live healthier. We hope you enjoyed your time with Jamal and Kim's Inner Circle Health Tribe. To keep you on your path towards a happy, healthier lifestyle, we encourage you to visit jkhealthtribe.com for a free copy of the eight effective ways to lose weight and keep it off, as well as more content to help you find your health balance. Thanks again, and we look forward to educating, empowering, and inspiring you to live healthier.